this first reading is like a perfect summary of why we live the Catholic faith, why it is that we actually live out the faith. So it starts off, Beloved, we love God. Period. That's what this is all about. One thing that uh, I think I've heard and experienced, and I'm sure you guys have experienced, sometimes you just want to be like, you know, okay, I love God, but I feel like I give a lot to God sometimes, and I get kind of tired of this. Like, I get a little worn out, you know? So why do I do this? Because he loved us first. It's the next line. Whenever I get worn out, I think to myself, Am I really telling myself that I love God more than he loves me? Like, how is it that I exist? Oh yeah, because God's loving me into existence, right? Why is it that I have any hope of salvation? Because God's loving act of salvation. And so why is it that I love God? It's because he loved me first and is still loving me far beyond what I can love him. Then he goes on and says, If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. Let's be honest. If it's really just loving God, it's not that hard, right? It always cracked me up in the seminary. Uh, they would, at the beginning, they would say, Okay, yeah, you know, you need to work towards being able to do a holy hour, but, you know, work towards it, because it's, it's hard, you know, at first. I used to think to myself, wait, so it's a time when I can sit down in a room and nobody bothers me for an entire hour? Like, that sounds great. <laughs> now, I might get a little distracted sometimes, but it's not like I need to cut the hour shorter. It's that I need to get more disciplined mentally, right? And when it's just prayer, really, that's not that hard. Any of us can do that. We can love God in prayer. When it becomes difficult, is when the person comes up and taps on your shoulders. I got a question. Hey, I need something. Hey, can you help me? Right? That's when all of a sudden this love of God becomes challenging. So, if we say we love God but hate our brother, we're a liar. Why? For whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. You see, because we can't see God, what we can easily do is create a God in our own mind that is essentially according to our own making. We decide, this is what God's like, because that's the kind of God that I want, and so that's God. But the reality of the fact is that God is more real than the things that we can see. And so we can see a shadow of him in the things that we can see and the other people around us. And that is really where the love of God is tested. And it goes on. Redoubles. This is the commandment we have from him. For whoever loves God must also love his brother. Major part of the Christian life is, first off, bringing other people to Jesus Christ, but then also serving them in material things. If we claim that we love someone, and to love someone is to desire what's good for them, well then, we should 
put into action what we can to do what's good for them at both levels of their existence, right? So spiritually, working for their salvation, but then also naturally, making sure they've got the food they need and house and healthy life, right? Just the basics of life, loving them in that way. Then John really wants us to get this, right? He repeats it again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is begotten by God. And everyone who loves the Father loves also the one begotten by him. And he clarifies. He goes, in this way, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. So now he's tying it in. He's saying, all right, so we've got to love God and we have to love neighbor. But it's also obeying the commandments. For the love of God is this, that we keep his commandments. And that kind of cycles back to what we talked about at the beginning. If you ever start following the commandments, and then you're like, you know, kind of done with the commandments right now. Seems like a lot of rules. And it goes on. And it says, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whoever is begotten by God conquers the world. So the reason why the commandments are not burdensome, or at least shouldn't be burdensome to us, is because we remember point number one. If we can remind ourselves that absolutely everything that we're doing is really just a response to God's absolutely superabundant prior love offered to us. Why do I follow the commandments? Well, because God is actually loving me into existence. Why do I follow the commandments? Because every single good thing that I've ever received has been a gift ultimately from God. Why do I follow the commandments? Because of my own nature, I deserve to end up in hell for all of eternity. But he became man, died on a cross, and opened the gates of heaven to me. That's why I obey the commandments. And if we have that understanding, that, that vision, that faith, then we can conquer against the temptations that push us away from following the commandments. And John finishes, and the victory that conquers the world is our faith. 